Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. This is episode 920, a replay episode. It is my interview with Dove Gordon. I hope you enjoy it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Hidden Wire podcast. My name is Lee Martinuti, and tonight I am pumped and excited. I've got a special guest with me. His name is Dove Gordon, also known as the Alchemist Entrepreneur. Is that right? That's right. So how are you? Very well. Thanks for having me, Lee. Mate, thank you for coming on. I wanted to reach out to you because I came across, I think I came across you on a, maybe a Skype, um, not a Skype, sorry, what do you call it, Twitter. I came across mm-hmm. you on Twitter and I just liked um, some of the information you were giving out there. And in particular, talking about consistent flow of clients, so why it's so mm-hmm. important to get that consistent flow going. And we struggle to do that. Um, I'm certainly starting out on my entrepreneurial journey. Um, so mm-hmm. it's very new for me. So I think the inf- information will be great for me. And if it's great for me, I'm sure it'll be great for the audience as well. But just for the audience, first of all, Dove, mm-hmm. describe yourself and what you do. We help consultants consistently attract ideal clients, coaches too, you know, experts. We help them consistently attract ideal clients. That's what we do. Okay. And when you say we, is that, is that have you got a, a team there? Yeah, we have a slowly growing team. We're adding two people tomorrow as well. Wow. Um, and should be exciting. That's always going to be a, a job to absorb them, to train them, to get them up and running quickly. Uh, and it's, uh, it's a new challenge. Yeah. Uh, we already have um, two to three people, depending on how you want to count. Yeah. So uh, we're so. significantly growing the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, doubling it almost. Um, mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So, how long have you been doing this for? When did it all start out for you? Well, uh, when did it all start out? Depends when you want to start counting. But you know, I got married in the year two thousand, two thousand and one or so. You know, I, I okay. What am I going to do? I need, I needed some kind of income. I was never really into the idea of working or having. I mean, having a job that is. I can relate. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I, I somehow came across the idea of business coaching. And I enrolled myself in a coaching, coach training program back then, which um, um, helped me, it gave me some tools to get started. Although when I came across the massive binder uh, a couple of years ago and looked through it, I shook my head. I just couldn't believe how um, nonsensical a lot of the stuff was. But there were one or two models that really helped me uh, get started, mm-hmm. helped me use that in my in first uh Clients, um, was it a course? Sorry, was it a course that we'd be familiar with by by any coaching institute in particular? Um, possibly, I, I think they're still around. Although I don't, you know, endorse it per se. I, I, I find that a lot of the coach training schools emphasize all the wrong things. Um, you know, they they try to they, they teach people to sell coaching, <clears throat> and you know, look back, there was nothing that I got there insofar as it helped me with marketing or selling the coaching. There was uh, a model that helped me be a coach, which was helpful. But um, I think people, if somebody is considering enrolling in a coach training school, uh, they should make sure they're doing it for the right reasons. Hmm. Uh, if, if she, in all likelihood, you should not be doing it because you think you need to be certified to succeed as a coach. You do not need certification to succeed as a coach. If you're doing it to acquire certain core skills, then just be really sure that that is the best place for you to acquire those skills. Hmm. So, you know, th- these are mistakes that people make when it comes to starting, well, trying to start a coaching so trendy, business. It seems so trendy out there too at the moment. Like everyone wants to be a coach and they're all going through these coaching calls, courses. I mean, I've, I've been tempted to, you know, I've, I've looked at them um, pretty closely mm-hmm. myself but never actually gone, gone ahead with it because of the price. And then I thought, well, I can probably get most of the stuff online these days anyway that I really want to learn. Um, well, and now I'm looking at just getting a coach. Well, you know, it it really works backwards from what's what do you you know what are you trying to achieve, mm. and what are your options for getting there? There's sure there's a lot available online, but I'll tell you what what I found, and this is what what you know we've created a program, a coaching program that we take our clients through, out whether they're consultants or coaches, and what what I've realized, and this is. Well, I'll, I'll take it one step at a time. What I realize is that for most people, 
they do not need more information, right? You, mm. I'm pretty sure you do not need more information. You do not need more knowledge because <laughs> if you've been studying marketing or sales, if you've read some books, if you've taken some courses, if you've been through certain trainings, even maybe if you work with a coach and, and it hasn't quite all come together, many people have. Many people fall into the trap of thinking, oh, okay, so you know, I, I read this book, I took this course, and I'm still struggling, so what next? I need something else. And the next course comes along, oh, that's what I need. Mm. I call this the I'm not a Blinken problem. I'm which, not a Blinken. Uh, yeah, I, I used to have that problem because you know, Abraham Lincoln, one of the greatest United States presidents, um, you probably even heard of him down there in Australia, right? Mm, yep. So, so uh, when he was young, dirt poor, growing up in the backwoods of, I think it was Kentucky at the time, or Illinois, I forget. Uh, so, and, and, you know, it was a mile to go to a neighbor, you know, there was nobody there. He didn't have books, so, and he couldn't afford to buy books, but he would borrow from some people because he hardly had any books. So he would, he would borrow the classics, the Bible, Pilgrim's Progress, and other classics, timeless classics that have been around for hundreds or thousands of years. And he would read them again and again and again. And if you ask yourself, well, why is this such a classic? Why, is this, why has this survived for so many years? I think the answer is because it, it touches on a kind of the a core nerve, the, the root of what it is to be human. So when you read those books multiple times again and again, you gain a deep insight into what it is to be human, what it is to, to struggle, to succeed, to laugh, mm. to cry, and, and, and influence. These books have been so influential for across, you know, it have influenced millions of people. And you really start to absorb not just the reading, not just the superficial uh, aspect of what you have, but you start to absorb the underlying thinking. So he went through it multiple times. Now today, you and I probably have more books on our iPads than you know, or, or Kindle than Abraham Lincoln read in the first fifty years of his life. Mm. Uh, I don't know about you, but I probably do. Yeah. Right? And you know, and for uh, I think that our problem today is the opposite. It's not that we don't have enough to read, which is probably how Abe Lincoln would have. Oh, I don't have enough books. I don't have access. That's my. That's his problem. Well, our problem is I've got too much to read, and I can't tell what actually matters, and I'm not reading anything enough till I master it. Yeah, it becomes a big problem, so, isn't it? The information overload. Absolutely. So, you know, if we're talking about where someone should look to help, you know, the, the information is available online, the information is available in courses, and, and some courses are well-structured and it's worth it because, you know, online free information is often not as well-structured. It's, yeah. it's little, you know, little bits and bobs here and there, but hmm. uh, you often need a framework. But even a framework isn't necessarily enough. And this is why what, what we realized is that, you know, what, what you need to learn, and I say you, maybe you, but just you, who's, yeah. whoever's listening, yeah. what you need to learn is not is nothing. In order to get to that next level in your business, what you need to learn is something that nobody could teach you. Mm. I'll say that again because it's really important. In order to get to the next level in your business, what you need to learn is something that nobody could teach you. Mm. You're not going to get it in a book. You're not going to get it in a seminar, in a coaching program, unless it's designed for this as, as we've designed it. And here's why. Because it's not more information, it's not more knowledge. Here's what happened, right? We've created what we do because I realized for, you know, this is something I grew through and so many people that I talk to, you know, they wonder, okay, I, I, I'm a really good consultant, I'm a good coach, I'm, I'm, I have this expertise that I could really help people, I care, I, I, I know, like I have a high degree of confidence in my ability to, to, um, to impact these people, these clients that I really care about, I have a low degree of confidence in my ability to convey that, to help them see it so that they want to hire me, pay, pay me to have my help. Yeah. So what happens is, is they look around and they ask, okay, what do I, how do I get more clients? So they end up on this webinar, they end up at that networking event, and this expert tells them you got to be doing Facebook ads, and that one says you got to build your funnels, and that one says you got to be doing you know, AdWords, and for a while blog, <clears throat> blogging was big and podcasting is big. And, and what they do is they say, okay, let me try something. And they start it and they start working at it. And what happens is they hit a wall. Yeah. And we all hit walls, right? Mm. So they hit a wall and then their brain is going, oh, I don't know, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it right? Will this ever work? But because they're trying to do this on their own, 
So, so they hit the wall, and like that Roomba vacuum cleaner, hit the wall, bounce off in another direction until mm. they hit a chair leg, then they bounce off in a third direction until they hit a bookshelf, and then I mean, and it never ends. And people go from one tactic to another tactic to another. And but what happens is when you hit the wall, and you start to wonder, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it right? Will this ever work? What you really need to do is hit the wall again until you take a nick out of it. Hit the wall again. Take another chip out of it, and another. And but. If you have all those doubts, you won't do it because you don't know that you're doing the right thing. So we, well, the way, what we realize is that people don't need more information. There is, of course, some core information that, that people need. We think yeah. of it as the critical 10% that makes it a brilliant 90% of the time. But what you need is an experience of living that information, of living that knowledge that you've probably already acquired, living it long enough so that you can have an experience of actually learning it, which means that, you know, what we realize we have to give people is that here, these are the steps to follow. This is what you need to know. This is what you need to do. Now, you're going to hit a wall. Okay, good. You hit a wall and you start to wonder, am I doing the right thing? And we look at what you're doing. Yeah, this part you're doing is right. That part is is not so right. So fix that. Okay, you fixed it. And then you hit a wall again and you start to wonder, oh, am I doing this right? Yeah, this part you're doing right. Change that part. Hit the wall again. Okay, hit the wall again. Will this ever work? Yes, you're doing the right thing. You're doing it right. Keep hitting the wall. You hit a wall. You hit the wall again and again because you now have the guidance of somebody who's helping you have an experience of what you've already know. And then one day the wall crumbles. Mm. And suddenly you learn what you really needed to learn. Nobody could teach it to you. The best thing we could do is we can be there to enable you, to guide you along so that you have an experience so that you learn it. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah, I love it. Brilliant. Um, yeah, very clear message and very well put. Uh, I'm just trying to digest it now as well. But, I mean, that's really um, the idea of, of taking action and, and, you know, through your behaviors and the experience that you'll, you'll um achieve that growth that you desire or that success that you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So what, Absolutely. for the audience now, cause that makes perfect sense to me when we come to talking about, you know, creating, you know, clients and consistent flow of clients and certainly, you know, trying to, I'd prefer to get clients that I want to work with rather than just anything that's available. And I think that's easier yeah. for a lot of people. They go out there yeah. and they struggle to get something. So they just take whatever's, you know, comes up. Uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, you know, my experience in, in real estate background and sales. I certainly found that I did that for a while and it was just causing me more harm than good. Um, and that's when I changed and then I started working with people that I wanted to work with and, and my life was a lot easier. Um, mm-hmm. So what what is the process? What are the principles? I know you've got a term called the eavesdrop effect. What is that all about? So so the first thing that you re- you really need to to know how to do is what we call creating the eavesdrop effect right the most probably the most valuable skill that i could share with you is how to cause the people that you most want as clients to become interested in you and in your message and what you stand for because if you think about it everybody's talking all about online marketing funnels right funnels are a big big deal these days. It's hot jargon mm. as if it's something new, but it's, it's really nothing new. I mean, the idea of marketing and sales funnels have been around for decades, if not longer. So, but, um, but nevertheless, if you're looking to build a, a marketing funnel, but looking to build a marketing and selling system, a process, something repeatable that I do A, I do B, I do C, then I'm going to get D leads and E become clients, which is what we help clients do. We help them build the A, B, C, so they get D leads and E become clients. So what, if you want to do that, the very first job of mm. like the first, your marketing selling system has a few jobs. The very first job is to get the attention and interest of your ideal client. So when we talk about the eavesdrop effect, right, um, what we're talking about is it's, you know, it's an experience that we've all had. You know, you're sitting at your favorite coffee shop, uh, you've got a cup of coffee and you're reading through some paper or book and minding your own business totally. Yeah. And suddenly you, you, you hear, you overhear a bit of conversation at the next table. And you weren't trying to listen, but somebody said something and it got your attention and your interest. And now you're still looking at your newspaper because you don't want them to realize that you're eavesdropping, yeah. right? But, <laughs> so your eyes are, but, but you're straining to hear everything they say, right? You don't want, 
Now, if they if they get you interested enough, you will stand up, walk over, and tell you know to the table of total strangers, and you'll say, you know, hey, I couldn't help but overhearing and sh- explain why you're, you're you know because your desire, your interest is stronger than your concern about what they think, right? Yeah, yeah. This is <clears throat> this is the. This is the effect that you have to create in your ideal client through your marketing, through the very first contact they have. It doesn't matter what tactic you're using because one of the things that, that, that also we believe and we teach is that every tactic can work and every tactic can fail. It's not about Facebook. It's not about LinkedIn. It's not about blogging or podcasting or whatever it might be. They all work and they all fail. What we need to do is understand why they work when they work, why they fail when they fail, and then pick one that we can enjoy mastering, getting really good at. Okay. Right? So – so um, when they when they work, uh, it they are effective at the very uh, at the foundational level of um, helping your ideal client answer the first question that comes to their mind. Right? We can say there are three questions that your marketing funnel has to answer. We'll come to that in a minute. But the very first question is: Should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So it doesn't matter how they find you. It doesn't matter if they come across you because of an AdWords ad, because of a podcast, because of you know, a, a speech you give at a conference, right? When they see, their brain is always asking, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? And if you can create the eavesdrop effect, then their brain goes, wow, that is interesting. Tell me more. Now, the idea is this, right? A lot of things will get attention, yeah. but only, uh, only two things get interest. So attention, you know, if I send you a YouTube video of two dogs eating with a fork and a knife, right? So it'll get your attention for a couple of minutes, Assuming you haven't seen it yet, and yeah. and you you know you, and you could use a distraction, uh, but then you go back to what you were doing. But when something gets you interested, you change your plans. Mm. So if I send you a video that gets you that gets your attention and your interest, then mm. you you might click through, go to someone's website, opt in, and start reading their emails, or sign up for a webinar, or reach out and, and even get them on the phone and see how they can help you. Okay. That's the different interest changes your plan. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of the eavesdrop effect, the same idea, right? When when we get them interested, they change their plan. Your plan was to sit there reading your newspaper, drinking your coffee. Something got your interest. You change your plans, and now you can't even focus on the words in front of you. Right. So as a first step, that's something that we should all focus on is trying to create that eavesdrop effect. Now, mm-hmm. if just going back to you know doesn't matter what sort of platform you use to, to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Do they really all work equally or, or is there some going to be better for certain situations, certain sales and, you know, certain people than others? Well, okay, so they all work and they yeah. all fail. Do they all work equally? You know, there's a number of factors to take into consideration, right? If, if you're, there are, you know, if people are searching for, a solution, then you know, AdWords might be better than a situation where they're not searching for it, right? So, um, if you can get in front of your, you know, if you can get in front of an audience of CEOs by giving a speech, and those are your ideal clients by getting yourself on a platform at a conference or a convention, then that's much more valuable than being interviewed on podcasts or having your own podcast or blogging or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's not. I would say every tactic can work and every tactic can fail. You do have to figure out which is best for you. Having, mm. having said that, there's always going to be more than one answer as to what's best. You know, yeah. it, it, the, the, there are a lot of people who want us to all think that they have the answer as to what the one right answer will be. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if we just pay them enough, they'll tell it to us. But it's just not true. You know, there is more than one right answer. There are a lot of ways to succeed. There's only one way to fail, Hmm. right? A lot of ways to succeed. If you align yourself with timeless human psychology, with timeless principles, and you can use whatever tactic could work and, you know, build it on marketing helium, you know, follow the timeless principles, then... Oh, we, we talked about marketing helium. We can explain what that is, but uh, you know, build begin with the eavesdrop effect and marketing helium. I can explain that this in a minute. It's just another terminology that marketing whatever. helium. I didn't mention that yet. That's okay. We'll explain it in a minute, right? Okay. okay. So, um, but it, but whatever tactic you can build on these, you know, timeless principles, it'll work and you could succeed. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, but there's only one way to fail, and that is violate timeless principles. 
Uh-huh. And if you violate timeless principles, no matter what tactic you're using, it's not going to work. Yeah. If you're not, if you don't have a simple, compelling message that attracts the attention and interest of your ideal clients, it doesn't matter what tactic you're using. You could spend a fortune on Facebook ads. You could spend, you, you know, I mean, you could be so proficient at it. You could, you can, you know, be fantastic at all the different nuances of tactical details. But if your strategic insight is non-existent or too shallow, it's worthless. Okay. And I'm assuming that's where we'll probably go with this conversation. But just, um, just on that, because I do find that myself when I, I mean, there's just so many, you know, podcasts and people out there, information online that are talking about, you know, the next best thing. And there's just so many of them. It's, it's, it stops me in my tracks. I get so far and I just go, no, look, what am I doing? Because you can only, mm-hmm. I find I can only do so much. And there's certainly a few that I love working with and I understand. And there's others that are just like, I'm just going, well, what am I doing now? Like, you know, there's Periscope recently, now Snapchat, a couple of new ones um, <laughs> that I'm just wondering, you know, where do you stop and where do you, what do you focus on? So um, is there any little bit of advice there for the audience listening? Like if they're in that same position going, you know, how much should I be focusing on? What should I choose, uh, et cetera? Yeah, and, and I, why don't I frame it as, and then I can answer the question better because yeah. the tactical question is really our fourth step. Okay. Right. So, how do we choose a tactic? Let me let me kind of uh, let me kind of give a bit of a big picture. Right. You're you're looking to build a consistent flow of clients. That means you want to have a machine or a repeatable process. Absolutely. Right. First, you want to have a system. Then you can automate parts of the system. So they're not the same thing. And and anybody you know, we from time to time, I'll end up talking to someone who's looking to automate something before they're doing it manually, no, or systematically. Get something working manually, and then you can optimize it and leverage it and systematize it better, and or rather automate parts of it yeah. at a higher level. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, if, anybody who has that illusion that you're just going to wake up one day and create this automated push button business, and you can, it's just it doesn't exist. Um, well, I'm sorry, there are one in a million or even fewer who, who do that. Uh, but they've already mastered marketing and sales. So if you haven't mastered marketing and sales, uh, then you're not going to be the one in a million. And even those, there are very, very few. Uh, I can think of one that I've heard of. Anyway, okay. um, <laughs> so here, here's, here's the framework we want to think about. The purpose of your funnel. Right? You ask most people, Lee, what's the purpose of your marketing funnel? What do you, what do you think most people will answer? The purpose of my funnel is to get sales? Yeah, that's what most people say. Okay. It's to get sales, it's to fill your pipeline, it's to build, you know, it's to get leads, it's to close deals. And I think, you know, that's true, but it's an oversimplified truth. You know, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. said something brilliant. He said, I wouldn't give a fig for simplicity on this side of complexity, but I give my right hand for simplicity on the far side of complexity. That's what he said. Mm. And, and that's the way, you know, if you think about it as a continuum, there's the oversimplified, there's the complex or overcomplicated, and then there's simplicity on the far side of complexity. And what happens is that most of us, we start, we get started in business and we think this can't be too hard, right? So that's, we start off with, with an oversimplified view of what's really involved. Uh, and then we quickly find ourselves in the complicated part where there are so many different options and so many different messages coming at us and so many different details that we get overwhelmed, we get confused, we get distracted, we're pulled in multiple directions. That's the overcomplicated phase. And most people get stuck there. Yeah. They never quite get past it. But the few who persist, the few who find a mentor who can actually help them learn what they need to learn – Remember, like we said before, have help them guide them to have the experiences so they can learn what they learn because you know yeah. it's not just more information, um, well, right? Well, you know, information has value, but again, it's a balance that most people don't have that balance. So um, then you, they break through on the other side to simplicity, you know, and that's where consistent yeah. flow of clients is simplicity on the far side of complexity. So, so the purpose of your marketing and selling system. Anytime you're looking to build a system, you got to know what's the purpose. So. To say that the purpose of the funnel, the system is to close deals, to get clients, that's true, but that's the oversimplified answer. Yeah, right. It doesn't help me know what to do next. No. Right? I mean, it still leaves me confused. Simplicity on the far side of complexity, well, that's a good place to be because I know exactly what to do next. I know exactly what my priorities are. Hmm. So 
what, so the way I think about it is the purpose of your marketing and selling system, the purpose of your marketing funnel is to answer the number one question on your prospect's mind at just the right time. Now, that requires a little explanation because if it was so obvious, everybody would just nod their head and get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, and then not know what to do. <laughs> but I'll explain it so that we understand it, the nuanced answer here, and then you'll know exactly what to do. So if we say the purpose of your marketing and selling system is to help your, you know, to answer, help your client answer yes to the number one question on their mind at just the right time, what does that mean? There are three questions that your ideal client is going to ask themselves. Yep. From where they never heard of you to where they want to buy from you. And it's, everything will fall under one of those three questions. Hmm. The first question is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? We talked about this a little earlier. Now we're putting it in the framework. Yeah. Should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Okay. If your marketing uh, messaging leads them to conclude, yes, I should pay attention. Yes, this is interesting. Then instantly they have a second question. The second question is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Yeah. And only if your marketing then leads them to conclude, yes, I can trust you. Yes, I see you're for real. Yes, I see you actually care. You're not just looking to make a quick buck and then, you know, dump me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, then they have a third and final question. And that third question is, okay, you got me interested. I see I can trust you. Final question, is what you recommend right for me? Yeah. Is what you recommend right for me? So, and that's where the selling part of this comes in, right? Because you need to lead them through a sales conversation and have an offer. So once we realize that the purpose of your marketing system, the purpose of your marketing funnel is to help your ideal client answer yes to the number one question on their mind at just the right time, now we could start to know what to do next. Right. So the first, and then we break it down to six parts, six Makes action sense. steps, yep. right? Okay. And each, we're going to have two steps for each question. Okay. So should I keep going? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to go back to the marketing helium. Can we, is that coming or? Yeah, that's what we're, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just, in context, it'll be a lot more yeah, valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Cool. Okay. So, so the first, so, so the first question when they is, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? So we break that down into two pieces you have to put into place. Number one is marketing helium. That's what we call, uh -huh. you've got to create the marketing helium and I'll explain what that is. So the, it comes from the analogy that I, I think of like blue balloon, red balloon. You got Bob and Sally. Bob is holding a blue balloon. Sally is holding a red balloon. Bob leaves go of his balloon. It falls to the floor. You know, hits a tack and it pops. Sally leaves go of her balloon. It starts to drift higher and higher. And we're standing around. Wow, that looks balloon against the occasional cloud in the deep blue sky. And you think to yourself, you know, I don't, I don't want a balloon like Bob's. I, I want a balloon like Sally's. So. You know, you go out and you buy yourself the brightest, shiniest, reddest balloon you could find. And with a sneer at Bob and a twinkle in your eye, right? Yeah. You take a deep breath and you blow up your bright, shiny red balloon. And you, you tie it out, leave go. And of course, it falls to the floor just like Bob's. And you, you're crushed. You're shocked. I, I didn't do what Bob did. I didn't get a blue balloon. I got a red balloon like Sally. Why did her soar? And why did mine fall? And I don't know. I just did what they told me to do, right? I just, you know, they said Facebook ads. They said LinkedIn. They said... Uh -huh. You know, blogging, podcast, and it's not working for me. It's the same thing, yep. right? Because the tactic is the color of the balloon. They can all work. They can all fail. What matters is what do you put inside? Right. Are you filling it with marketing helium or are you filling it with just a lot of hot air? Yeah, yeah. And most people are filling it with hot air. So what is helium? How do you create marketing helium? It, it boils down to two things that we touched on before, Right. Uh, and this is how you get interest, right? This is how you create the eavesdrop effect. We're now right. going to explain how. There are only two, like I said, a lot of things get attention, right? Yeah. A loud noise can get attention, a funny joke, and then you go back to what you're doing. But there are only two things that get interest. The only two things that anyone is interested in are if you're talking about a problem I have and don't want and or if you're talking about a result I want and don't have. If you're talking about a problem I have and don't want and or if you're talking about a result I want and don't have, you will get me interested. Yeah. If you're talking about your methodology, if you're talking about your experience, if you're talking about your degrees, I don't care. And this goes back to also why you do not need a coaching certification to succeed. Yeah. You you need certification to be a doctor. You need a medical license, and you're gonna have to right. You'll need it to be an accountant. You'll need to be a consultant or a coach. You do not need it because your success will depend on your competency at what you do and how well you can market and sell. Yeah. 
And of the two, how well you market and sell will matter more because if, you look, if you're good at what you do, you no doubt look around and you see people who are not as good as you who have a better business. They've got more clients, better clients, earning more, and that is frustrating. That annoys you. Yeah, but it's right. reality. Because the reality is you've got to master the marketing and sales or you can be the best in the world and nobody will know it. Hmm. Okay? So again, the first question is, should I pay attention as an interesting piece? Number one is get a full tank of marketing helium. That means you've got to have a deep understanding of your ideal client. You've got to understand what's the problem they have and don't want, what's the result they want and don't have. And there's, there's you know, a number of exercises and, and there's some work that we want to do on that to get that clear. Yeah. The clearer you are about the problem they have and don't want, the easier it's going to be to do everything afterwards. And um, I, I can give a couple of examples on that. I, I think I should because okay. people often That'd don't fully understand what we're talking about here. So let's look at a couple of examples of what you can do uh, or what it actually looks like to be really clear about a problem result. Because, again, this is the kind of thing where people think they have it, but they don't, right? It's, um, and this is also why we have a business because we help people really get this and clear and then mm. build a whole business on it, yeah. right? So for, I had somebody in a webinar a few years back and his website said they had some kind of software dashboards and his website said, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. Yeah. Right? Okay, so what problem does he help solve? What result does he enable? And the answer is I have no idea. Mm. It could be any of a hundred different problems, a thousand different results, right? Now, this guy's ideal client we'll call Joe's CEO. Joe's CEO is a CEO of a $50 million a year business, let's say. They, you know, he can really benefit from this guy's software. What's on Joe's mind? He wakes up in the morning and he's frustrated because you know, he's just thinking about, like, why can't I just spend $3 million on this new enterprise management system? And why can't I get the data that I need from this so that we can make these difficult pricing decisions that we need to make? Yeah. Right? Right. Now, I want you to imagine two scenarios. I want you to imagine that you can put a billboard right opposite Joe's CEO's house. So Joe's CEO walks out his front door and, you, you know, and the, you've got a billboard right across the street. Now, imagine this. Scenario number one, your billboard says, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. Mm -hmm. right? Joe's CEO will not even notice. He'll walk to his car, get in the car, drive to the office, constantly thinking to himself, you know, about the problem that's on his mind, right? The frustration. The problem is, how do I get the data I need from this so that I can make these difficult pricing decisions, right? Mm. What if instead your billboard said, we help you get the data you need from your multi-million dollar information system so you can make difficult pricing decisions, right? <laughs> what if instead, right? Then suddenly Joe CEO walks out his front door, does a double take. He'll be on the phone with your company before his rear end hits the seat of his car, mm. This is one example of what we mean by talking about a problem they have and don't want, a result they want and don't have, as a way of helping them answer yes to that first question. The first question being, should I pay attention? Is it interesting, right? Well, really because, answering that question that they have you know, at the right time as well. Absolutely, right? Hmm. But like, you need to have this insight, right? You need yeah, to yeah, have yeah. the marketing helium. Now, what balloon you put it into, that we'll get to a little bit later, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, then uh, I'll give one more example of this type of deep insight and messaging that, that we help people with all the time. Because this is like, I've had clients who spent, someone, I had a client, spent $10,000 with some, some consultant doing avatar exercises and, you know, well, who knows what in order to come up with a clear idea of who their ideal client is. And it, it's, you know, for most people, it just creates more confusion than, than answers, than clarity. And that, of course, doesn't help, mm, right? Yeah. Um, so... You know, I mean, it, it really doesn't do much if you know that your ideal client is between 35 and 55 and they're married and have a dog and they like to read the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it doesn't really do very much for you. Uh, there, you know, there may be a later stage where that type of uh, nuanced insight matters. But yeah. for most people earlier on in their business, that is more confusing than anything else. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, so, I'm often confused by that. But I also wonder, how do you, you know, how do you, I know probably you're probably going to get there, but how do you nail it down to that? exact precise you know question that needs to be answered i'll answer it right now cool. what you do is you make a list of what are the problems that you can help solve what are the results that you can enable right and then you know and then you 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 make sure that your list is specific and then you pick one and then you build your business on top of it okay for example i'll get the second example fits beautifully i had a client she had been the head of marketing for a billion dollar construction firm 
in the United States. And, and this is another aside that's worth mentioning because so many of the people that we end up helping are the people who are really good at what they do, like a six-figure executive. Um, who wants to become a six-figure consultant or coach? Yeah. But this, the tools and the skills that help you thrive in a corporate environment are very different from what you need to thrive as an independent consultant. Mm. So after, you know, I don't know, months or a year or so of struggling on her own, she ended up coming in and working with us in our Plenty of Clients program. And um, one of the first things we would do is okay, make this list. What are some specific problems that you help solve? What are some specific results that you can enable? And then I looked over her list and I jumped on one of them. I said, ah, that's it. Right? So she was, she wanted to be a leadership consultant. Again, she'd been the head of marketing, 50 people or a billion dollar company. Uh, she did really well, got tired of the corporate politics, wanted to go out on her own, but found it to be a total struggle. Instead of the leadership consulting that she wanted, she found herself doing websites for people, which is totally, you know, it was not what she's capable of mm. or wanted. Okay. So, so, you know, okay, we, what did she have on this list? Well, one of the, the problems that she can help solve is that I can help companies solve the problem they have from those employees who are too valuable to fire. I pounced on that. That's good. There you go. You can build a business on that. Why? Because I want you to imagine you've got she and another woman, let's say, who are both consultants, both leadership consultants, both management consultants, and they're both at some event and the ideal client is right there. Right, ideal client, we'll call it Jane CEO. Jane CEO is right there, you know, forced to go to this business networking event for whatever reason, being polite. And hey, all right, what do you do? What do you do? First one says, I'm a uh, leadership consultant. And Jane has some issues that with some of her leaders that need attention. But when she when she hears that you're a leadership consultant, she you know her eyes glaze over and she thinks, yeah, okay, that means you've read some books, you're a little ahead of you know, but I don't know that you have any wisdom, mm, right? Okay. So, and then, and then my client would say, well, what do you do? Instead of saying I'm a leadership consultant, what she says is, well, I help companies solve the problems they have from those employees who are too valuable to fire. It's like, say what? I mean, every company has employees who are too valuable to fire. So, and suddenly just by the very fact that you can talk like that, you're communicating that you get it. Very right? specific. Again, yeah. First mm. question, first question, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Uh, I'm not interested in a leadership consultant, but you, I don't know what you call yourself, but I'm interested. Tell me more. What do you mean? How, how, what, tell me what, how does that work? What does that look like? What kind right. of, you know, right away, I want to know more. Mm. And then that's the opening, right? Again, the right marketing helium, the simple, compelling message, which is the second step. So the first step is get clear, right. deep insight into the ideal uh, client, the problem they have and they want, result they want and have. Step two is craft that into a simple, compelling message. So we list the problem, and then we could just say, you know, so what do you do? I help companies. In this case, I'm kind of cutting out and just making it simple, yeah. right? Uh, sometimes it's a little more involved, but you know, usually when you do the deep work to really uncover the 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 problem result and articulate it properly, then the messaging just naturally follows. So, um, but you know, what do you do? I help companies solve the problems they have from those employees who are too valuable to fire, or even better, from that employee who's too valuable to fire. Yeah. So, so that's question number one. The pieces, piece number one is the marketing helium, the deep insight, list of problems you help solve, results you enable. And part two is a simple, compelling message, head-turning message. You craft it. Now, someone comes across that message, no matter how they hear it, whether it's a networking event, whether it's a Facebook ad or a speech you give, right? Because now she can give a speech. It right? doesn't matter uh, at, at, a, at a conference on how to solve the problems from the employees, right? And then that will get the attention and interest, right? So we're not up to tactics yet. We're, what we want now is the, is the marketing helium that we can soon plug into any t- tactic. Got it? Right. Yep. I'm with you. Okay. So then um, the next thing is, is the next, as soon as you get that, the next question is, okay, wow, you got my attention. You got me interested, but who are you? Can I trust you? Are you for real? Yeah, and one. right. So there are two steps that we have now. Number the uh, step three or piece number three is some kind of hand raising free offer, lead magnet, lead bait, whatever term we call it a hand raising free offer because we like to describe things uh, by what they're meant to achieve. And it's meant to achieve. It's, the idea is that um, you, you know you you want your ideal client to come across it, hear the message, the title, get a sense of what it is, and raise their hand, take some kind of action, saying, "Hey, I want that." 
Yeah, it could okay. be attending your speech. It could be opting in on your website. It could be calling you up, walking into your store, whatever it might be. Yeah. So some kind of hand-raising free offer. And we see these all over the place. These are the opt-ins that we see everywhere online, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, it's a webinar. It's a, a PDF, a download. Uh, we give away a manual. I'm happy to, like we'll mention later, we, we sold it for five years. It's a manual called how to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. That is, you know, we used to sell for, for five years, we sold it for $97. We're happy to give that away. Cool. Um, that's a hand-raising free offer mm. because it, it gets the attention and interest of our ideal client and it leads the right ones to say, hey, you know, to take a step in our direction. And, but when they read through it, even if they just read through the first five, 10, 15 pages, they're going to, their eyes will be opened and 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 that's what begins to help them answer yes to the second question. Can I trust Can you? I trust Are you for them? real? Yeah, wow. Absolutely. And there are so many things that we help our clients with that are so important at this stage, which is you cannot present your ideas the same way everybody else does. Right. One of the biggest frustrations that people have is, ah, I'm not getting my message across. You know, I'm doing a poor job communicating my value. You know, how do I resonate with the clients that I really want to connect with? You talked at the beginning about you know, attracting your ideal clients. Yeah, absolutely. You cannot sound like everybody else. And that's one of the biggest mistakes. You cannot just do the same things that everybody else does and expect to stand out. And we also tend to really connect with people who like me do not like, we don't want to sound like everybody else. We know that we have, you know, uh, unique ideas. And for a long time, one of the things that held me back was I just didn't, I'm not a lemming. I did not want to do just, you know, fill in the blank subject lines like the five greatest mistakes that cost you, whatever. I mean, or all that stuff that everybody tells you to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. We do. The good news is you do not have to do that. And there's a better way. So by one of the big things we do is we help people at this stage. You craft a hand raising free offer. You have to know how to take your ideas and articulate them in a step by step process and express them in a compelling way so that because your ideal client will come across it and their brain is going, should I pay attention? Is it interesting? Yeah. Okay. Then they come across your webinar, your Harfo, whatever, you know, hand raising free offer, yeah. your, your PDF, your, your manual, whatever you want to give away your ebook. Your, and they, and their brain is, is like, okay, you got me interested now. Can I trust you? And then they come and now they're reading this or listening and your webinar sounds just like everybody else's webinar. You sound you're following the same script pretty much. You're sound, giving the same fluffy advice that everybody else gives. Oh, yeah. That, right? Yeah. And they and to themselves, okay, you got my attention and interest, and I and I was wondering if I can trust you, but now I see you're like everybody else. And here's the important thing. Question the, important the credibility, thing, don't you, in that situation? Absolutely. Hmm. So they question the credibility, but more so, here's what happens in their mind. Their mind is like, I know that already. I, I already know that and I'm still stuck. So it can't be that you're the one who can help me, even though you can, mm. even though they think they know it and they don't know it yeah. because they have some superficial understanding of it. There's nothing new under the sun. The same information is, you know, that was valid a hundred years ago is valid today minus the, you know, the, 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 the tactical details, tactical details change, of course, type yeah. of technology. Yeah. But the fundamental thinking, right? There's structure, there's right, this, human psychology hasn't changed. Right. Mm. So, mm. Um, right. But the, so, you know, what, 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 the, that's why it's so important to not just get the initial messaging right, but to get the whole, every step of the process right, to get your messaging and your information, take that intellectual property out of your head and present it in a way that's compelling. Because your ideal clients, you don't want them coming across, like you got their attention and interest, and now you don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose it simply because. Now that they come across something free that you're offering, which is designed to draw them in, and instead you lose them, why do you lose them? Because you sound like everybody else, and they think, well, if you, I already know that, uh, and if that's all you're saying, and that's obviously my problem is different, you can't help me. Oh, I mean, we've all been in that situation where we can see we're talking to, right? Yeah, you've had it. I'm sure you're talking to someone. You know that you can help them, and they think you're like everybody else. They don't get it, and you're so frustrated because what did I do? What could I have done? What could I have said? Well, You've got to, you've got to learn how to present you and package your expertise, your information in a way that, that helps people realize that you are not like everybody else. Yeah, right. Now that's very good point. Mm. And when you do that, they think, "Wow, I could trust you." 
because you know your stuff. You don't sound like everybody else, like all those yahoos who, who just say the same thing as all the others, and, and obviously that hasn't helped. You must really be good. Now, so again, the second question is, can I trust you? Are you for real, right? Yep. So, so then the, you want to have that, some kind of hand-raising for you offer, lead magnet, lead bait, whatever. And then now you need a, a piece number four is to have to get that in front of your ideal client. You need some kind of tactical methodology for enabling them to request that hand-raising free offer. So now we finally come to tactics. Once you've created, once you've laid that foundation, once you did all the foundation work that we talked about, once you have marketing helium, once you have a simple compelling message that successfully creates the eavesdrop effect, once you've created a hand-raising free offer that makes it instantly clear that you are not like everybody else, now, now the question is how do we get this off in front of the ideal client. Now we look at what tactics are available and now we see that there's so many tactics available. The question is who's the ideal client and what are a small number of tactics that I could enjoy getting good at because you know, nobody can be really good at everything. None of us have yeah. time to master podcasting and Facebook advertising and AdWords and blogging and public speaking and Twitter and what were the other ones? You know, the, the, the oh, um, Snapchat, you know, uh, and Snapchat and, <laughs> and, right. And the good news is we don't have to, yeah. I think to this, you can grow your business by five, 10, 20, maybe even a hundred times with just one tactic. Yeah. yeah. So never worry which one it should be. Just ask yourself, could this work? If yes, then could I, if yes, go do it. Just pick it and ignore everything else. Yeah, great. Well, That's Should I go continue with the the question? Third question. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think um, so far so much brilliant gold just being shared. It's um, I'm taking furious notes here, so I hope the audience is as well. Dove, thanks for the uh, information. Let's uh, yeah, let's go on to the next question. So that's. Um, once they know that they can trust you, what is the next question that they'll be asking? So, so once they go through your hand-raising free offer, whatever it is, whether it's a webinar or something printed or a speech you give at a, at a conference, again, it doesn't, the, the media doesn't matter so much, right? right? How you present it matters more than anything else because that's how they're going to receive it. Yeah. And that's the influence it's going to have or not. So then their, third, then their third question is, okay, wow, you, you, so far you're doing well. You got me interested, right? I yep. see I can trust you because you don't sound like everybody else. You really seem to get it. Now the question is, is what you recommend right for me? And over here are the final two pieces of the marketing selling system. Piece number five is what we call the elegant sales conversation. And piece number six is your gosh yes offer where you just want to package and present your expertise in a way that makes it easier for them to say yes than to say no. And both of these, you know, they're, they're, there's a lot to say about it, you know, hours of additional uh, training, although not Again, we really like to focus on the critical 10% that makes their brilliant 90% of the time. But the elegant sales conversation, I'd say that the biggest mistake people make uh, with, the, with the sales conversation is that they don't have any real structure to it. They go in and they just kind of wing it. And mm. the, if um. you're winging the sales conversation, then you don't really understand what you're doing. Uh, there is a structure to the sales conversation, just like there's a structure to the whole marketing flow. And you've got to be able to see it. And if it's invisible to you, then <clears throat> then all that you you just resort to winging it. And sales is not twisting someone's arm. Sales is leadership. Hmm. And leadership means that the leader that would be you. You could see something I can't see, but I can tell that you that because of what you could see, you see a path to what I really want to the problem I have solved the result I really want. I will follow you and I will pay you to take me there if I'm, you know, if I really believe that you could lead me. So you can get me all the way to a sales conversation. And by the way, uh, in the hand raising free offer, we'll, we'll, some people will go through that and that's it. But some people will go through it and then they will want to take the next step and reach out to you for a, for a conversation. That's, yeah, that's right. what we're looking at. Or go to your sales page or whatever it might be, whether it's a one to one, one to many. We urge people to always get good at one to one before they try to get good at one to many. Again, like if you can't sell something one-on-one -on -one over Skype or the phone or in person, you're not going to be able to sell it, uh, you know, one-to-many webinars and sales pages. So, you know, mm, you've got to learn. Uh, uh, that's the kind of experience thing that you got to get from breaking down the wall that you just can't get any other way. Yeah. So, um, 
so so the, so again, uh, when you don't when you don't have a structure to leading your sales conversation, you're just going to wing it. And if you're winging it, that means that you kind of clearly can't see what's going on in that conversation better than they can. And they're not going to they 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 could see a clearer path to not working with you to not buying from you than you could see to leading them to buy from you. So it's just not going to happen. You've got to be able to lead. And sales is leadership. It's being able to see the invisible and lead somebody through it. And that's what they need you for. And finally, how you the final piece, the sixth piece, is how you um, package and present your expertise makes a big difference. We call it the gosh, yes, uh, paid offer because after the sales conversation, at that point, if you've done a good job of leadership, they're feeling, wow, you really understand me. And, and Lee, what's the, when you feel someone really understands your problem, your frustration, what's the most natural next step that you want to ask them? Yeah, <laughs> where do I sign up? <laughs> well, not necessarily what do, where do I sign up, but you first want to ask what do you recommend, mm. right? You're going to say, well, wow, you really understand the, the, exactly what's, what I'm going through. What, we, when someone really understands us, we start to automatically think and give them credit for also knowing the answer, which they may or may not deserve. Right, but we want to know what do you rec? Wow, you get me. You really get it. What do you What do you think I need to do? Mm. Right? What do you recommend? And that's why the third question is what you recommend right for me. So you've got to lead them through the sales conversation and then make the offer, which is the final part, in a way that makes it easier for me to say yes to your recommendation than to say no. I find um yeah and, I've been there myself before, and and that last piece is is critical because often what they then recommend is it doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, and the exactly. Whole, the whole part falls down. Exactly, and that's that's the thing is that people put so much time and energy into the wrong parts of this process. Hmm. They put so much time and energy into piece number four, the yeah. tactical part, the get noticed sequence, and it's never going to work because they're all over the place. Why are they all over the place? Because remember what we said, right? You ask someone, "What's the purpose of your marketing and selling system?" And they'll say, well, it's to fill your pipeline. It's to make sales. Okay, so what should I do? I don't know. Everyone says I got to be on Facebook. Okay, <laughs> everyone says Twitter. So like they're all over the place, but they don't have a compass. They don't understand what they're really trying to do. But when you understand that the purpose of your marketing funnel, that the purpose of your marketing and selling system is actually to help your ideal client answer yes to the number one question on their mind at just the right time, wow, now you know what you need to do next. First, you've got to get clear about a problem result. That's your marketing helium, deep insight. Number two, you need to craft into a simple, compelling message. Number three, you've got to create a hand-raising free offer that makes you sound like you know different from everybody else. Number four, you need to find a single tactic that will get that offer in front of your ideal clients, give them a chance to raise their hand. Raise their hand is any kind of action that makes them stand out from the crowd, the millions of people around them, and say, hey, I might be a potential client. Number five, Right, then they have that new question. Some of them will, is what you recommend right for me? That leads to an elegant sales conversation, not where you're winking it. And then number six is you have to have a compelling offer. When you understand what you need to do, hmm. right, what, what the purpose of your marketing and selling system is at every stage, now you know exactly what you need to do. You know, Stephen yeah. Covey, the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right. so he said, he said, you know, um, you know, in order to say no, you have to have a deeper yes burning inside. One of the biggest problems that we have these days with all of us experts, consultants, coaches, people who want, we have so much to offer, so much to give, we're out there trying to, you know, we get stuck. Again, high degree of confidence in my ability to help, low degree of confidence in my ability to communicate that to those who, who I really want as clients, you yeah. know, who could hire me, right? What, so we're out there, we don't know what to do, we don't know what to say, we've got, you know, uh, what we call the marketing plumbers. These are the, you know, they're all around the block. Everybody says, I got to do something else. I don't know what to do. I can't say no to Twitter. I can't say no to Snapchat or who knows what because I don't have a deeper yes. Mm. But when you have a deeper yes burning inside, when you have a simple, repeatable marketing and selling system that is based on these kinds of fundamentals, yeah. then you have a deeper yes and you could say no to all the distractions. And this is what we help people do is we help give them that experience of building out the basics, mm. a basic step-by-step -step marketing and selling system until they break the wall. They hit the wall enough times it comes crumbling down, the light bulb goes off and like, I get it. I get it. Now I get it. And then, you know, and, and they start to build a real business on the back of their expertise. That's brilliant. So that's, absolutely uh, brilliant. 
So oh, thank I, you. I love no, I really love the process. It's um, it's awakened my mind to a lot of holes in in my previous uh, career in sales uh, in real estate sales, and certainly um, a lot for me to think about. And I'm sure the audience has a lot to take away from that as well. What would be the next suggested, or what's the immediate step from here uh, to take Dove to um, you know making this happen? Well, I would urge that three questions that you know, everybody sit down and, and put some thought into. Okay, right. number one is ask yourself what problems do I help solve? What results do I enable? Okay, then that's two. We'll call that one question. Two sides of the same coin. All right. So what problems do you help solve? What results two, do you enable? Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's from the beginning. Right. And then also part. Of, this is also part of creating your marketing helium. The next question is who has those problems? Who wants those results? Mm-hmm. And group them any way you can. And the third question is, what are the qualities and characteristics of my ideal clients, my ideal customers? And think of it as a three-circle Venn diagram. It's where the answers overlap that you start, that's where you're going to build your business. Where there's a clear problem result for a clearly identifiable group of people that, who meet the criteria of what makes a great client for you, that's one of the first things that we take everybody through. I would start with that. That's um, brilliant. The second thing I could say is that uh, if, if anyone wants to see um, what we do and how we guide people through it, they can go to dovegordon.net forward slash sprint. That would be S-P-R-I-N-T, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net forward slash sprint. Where that's the, 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 the 100-day sprint. That's where we give them that experience of breakthrough. And finally, a gift that, like I said, we used to work uh, sell us for $97 for five years. So this is not like a, some report that's worth $97. We sold it for five years for $97. <laughs> and I don't think we ever had a return, maybe one. Yeah. Uh, and that is our manual called How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Clients. And that people can get at dovegordon.net forward slash manual free, M-A-N-U-A-L-F-R-E-E. Manual free. Mate, fantastic. And guys, I'll put all those links in the show notes as well. So if you're out and about at the moment and don't have a chance to write it down, just jump on the hiddenwhy.com and type in this episode and we'll uh, bring it up there as well. Now, Dove, I've got, um, yeah, thanks again for sharing that. That was brilliant. Um, I really enjoyed it. So uh, yeah, appreciate that and appreciate you sharing and certainly the uh, free manual as well. That's a great um, bit of value for the audience to take away. I've just got some questions that I want to uh, quickly ask you. I ask these questions to everyone that comes on my show. Um, okay. Now, we've got about five minutes, so I'll let you keep your <laughs> answers to as, as brief as you can, um, but I don't want to really skip them. The okay. first one Let's... is, if you could travel back in time, what would you, to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give him? Relax. Relax. <laughs> That's good. It's, don't worry so much. Just, you know, yep. take it step by step. I like that advice. Uh, what's the meaning of success? The meaning of success, I think, is being able to do what you what you're really good at. Uh, being able to really impact the people around you. Like you know, I think we all have a lot that we can offer. Whether it's the ability to make people laugh and and relax, uh, whether it's the ability to help people, um, uh, can I really build a business based on something they love and that really can help people. Um, that's successful, and to be to be paid well enough that you've got, you know, the you can cover your bills and and as much more as you feel is necessary. Uh, so I think that's success. Yeah, great. And have you got? Oh, what's your number one productivity piece of advice? Number one productivity piece of advice. Um, well, I'll 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 refer back to the main things we talked about. I would say this: so many people are stuck going in circles. Uh, doing some of this, bouncing off, doing some of that. And it's because they don't have a clear step-by-step process along the lines of everything we talked about. Right. I would say that that if you're looking to build a business on the back of your expertise, you're, you probably have a process for how you deliver your result. If you're a consultant of this kind of that or a coach of this, you probably have a process for your coaching or consulting. And if not, that's also one of the things we help people do in, in the 100-day in the sprint. But, um, but uh, you certainly meet, need a process for your marketing and sales because that helps you focus on the few things that really make you know, help you make progress, absolutely. which I think should be clear. Anyone who's mm. heard the first part of this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Gee, um, I don't know. I, I like a lot of, <laughs> I don't know. I like first, first really good pizza, pizza. Uh, good coffee. You know. <laughs> cool. Have but you got I, a favorite I, leisure activity? Uh Probably reading, relaxing, uh, doing some some running lately. 
Okay. And have you got a favorite book you'd like to recommend for the audience? I have a number of favorite books, but I, I think what I'll recommend is uh, Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way, nice. because I, I think that should be mandatory reading in every, in every high school, because in our society, we're fed this idea that, uh, you know, oh, there are certain people, they just have it. They just, you know, and, and they're successful. They've got certain qualities and so on, and, and things just, the stars just line up for them. Um, and this is why we see so many people who, when, when they hit a wall, they just crumble. They crumble. The wall doesn't crumble. They just bounce off and try to go somewhere else. And you have to understand the obstacle is the way. That wall is the way through. Yeah, yeah. And Ryan has so many great stories in there about uh, and concepts that really help you realize that you know if it's not you right we people hit a wall and they start to think oh it must be me i'm not good enough i don't know enough i need no more i this and i that no it's not you the person it's your process mm-hmm. and i think that the faster we come to understand this which is why i think it should be mandatory reading in high school the fan, the faster you come to understand that it's not you, the person, it's your process. And you've got to make sure you have a good process, whether it's for marketing, for consulting, for, you know, for your, 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 your marketing funnel, whatever it is that you want to, it's your way of doing it. And do not expect yourself to get it right. Don't quit. Keep going. Uh, I, I think that the message of that book, and, as well as the practical you know, thinking, is, is really critical. I, I've recommended uh, probably almost every podcast where they've asked me that. <laughs> yeah, no, a great book and certainly one worth uh, myself revisiting at some stage soon. Um, really? I've just got his new one actually, which has come through um, about the ego. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that one as well. Okay, um, I didn't, this was live already. Go on. What, right. uh, what was the next? Oh, do you have a favorite quote? Favorite quote? Um, well, I'll tell you what comes to mind. From Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, uh, he said that the worst thing you can do for those you love is that which they could and should do for themselves. The worst thing you can do for those you love is that which they could and should do for themselves. And I think that nice. that we have um, – those of us who like to help, who really care as yeah. consultants, yeah. as coaches, as experts, we often worry too much about what will the client think. And this, you know, we, we tend to make that mistake – and what happens is, is that we end up trying to carry what's really our clients to carry because we care about them so much and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for them and it doesn't work for us. That's number one. Number two, I think in society today, we have uh, a real problem with, you know, culturally in the Western world for sure where, you know, we're just expecting, uh, we, we're, we're whiners, we're complainers. Things don't come easy, so we want the government to fix it. Mm. Or we see some mm. injustice, and we want the government to fix every little thing. No, the government can't fix this. The government cannot carry the burden that is the individuals to carry. It will not work. Yeah. It will not work. The worst thing you can do for those you love is that which they could and should do for themselves. And unfortunately, politicians uh, get, get ahead by promising to do more and more you know, and passing more and more legislation that, that actually leads people to be more and more dependent and, and, and just kind of, you know, that's why we have so many 20 something year olds are living at home. They can't get a job. They can't, you know, they don't know how to run a business or, or, or it just, it doesn't make, doesn't it's just any, not good. Yeah. It's not healthy for anybody, for individuals or society. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that thought. Um, okay. And last question, we'll just wrap it up after this. What is, what does living life with passion and purpose mean to you? So living life with passion and purpose, what does that mean to me? Um, well, you know, I guess it's really very similar to what success means. It's being able to show up in the morning and do what I know that I'm really good at and what I'm really good at impacts other people, uh, you know, who come across me. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and constantly reminding myself that, you know, what, what is my, uh, mine to control and what is not? You know, it's, it's, I think a lot of us have an article on our website called Stop Doing God's Work. Uh, if you search for Dove Gordon, Stop Doing God's Work, you'll find it. We, we're so worried about what the things we cannot control. But if we focus on what we can control, which is usually right now, you could be totally broke. You can have no one in the world and you, there are things that you can control. You can do something for somebody right now. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. That's a step forward. People, uh, I think it's a big mistake for people who spend too much time trying to figure out what's my passion. I, th- I think, you know, it, uh, if you don't know what your passion is, and, you know, forgive me if I'm contradicting anything that you stand for. Uh-huh. But, uh, but I, I think it's, a, you know, 
if you don't know what your passion is, don't spend you know weeks, years trying to figure out what your passion is before you take a step. No, that's silly. Look right now. What's the next small step you can take right now? Make your passion be about living up to a standard that I will do what I can do right now, right now, instead of waiting and pushing things off and not doing something right now simply because I don't know if it's my passion. Not everything is going to, you know, not everything we have to do is something we're going to be so excited about doing. No. Tell that to my kids. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. No, I appreciate the thought too. And, and I, I agree um, wholeheartedly. I think you need to go out there and experiment and just try things and you're in full control. Absolutely. And when you start doing that, that's when you discover what you're passionate about. Um, so yeah, thank, thanks for sharing. And look, Dave, I hate to cut it short, but we've talked uh, for over an hour and the, the amount of gold you've delivered for the audience and myself today has been incredible. So I just want to thank you. And just remind the audience to jump onto your website at dovegordon.net um, yeah, or thehiddenwire.com no and I'll, I'll put the, there's no E there, no, D-O-V-G-O-R-D-O-N.net. So I'll put the links in the Hidden Wire as well. But, mate, thank you for coming on again and, and thanks for sharing. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, absolutely brilliant, so I appreciate it. Guys, jump on thehiddenwire.com, check out all the show notes. I'll put in my favorite takeaways as well in there plus the links to Dove and reach out to him and say thanks for coming on the show and uh, certainly get that uh, free manual that he's offering there. Fantastic gift. So uh, until next time, peace, passion and focus. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to the Hidden Wire podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwire.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon